Welcome to the Divorce Angel Podcast. I'm your host, Tanya Summerton. Attention business owners, senior managers and executives, your successful separation begins right now. We have the answers to the questions you did not even think to ask. Let's face it, you're already successful in your career and we're here to help expand your knowledge and limit your costs by designing a strategy for your divorce. We take all that business knowledge you've acquired and we put it to work. With proven strategies, systems and processes, we've saved our clients tens of thousands in legal fees and helped define their future. And now we're doing the unthinkable. We're revealing the secrets the lawyers have tried to hide and giving you our formula for five steps to a seamless divorce. We're changing the world one divorce at a time, so stay tuned. Hey everyone, welcome back to this week's podcast. Before I start this week's really important topic, I wanted just to thank all of the new listeners that we've got that have subscribed. There's seriously been a big uptake in people listening to the podcast and you know research is saying that because of COVID a lot of couples have really struggled being locked at home together actually you know struggling financially and when we've got pressures in our life what happens is let's say the fault lines in our relationship if we can't repair them they become so big that they become these gaping holes and crevices that we just fall into if we don't do something about. And sometimes we just can't fix the holes and it's time to move on. So if you're a new listener, welcome. I hope that you are getting some value out of this podcast. And I really recommend that you probably go back to some of the really early podcasts and go over them and listen to the content in them because the the first probably 20 podcasts really outline the fundamentals of the things that you need to do to prepare yourself for divorce, such as the legal paperwork, the questions you should be asking, but primarily having a strategy. A divorce strategy is so important. And one of the things that I am a massive believer in, and it's the core of my business, is it's not up to your lawyer to get you a good outcome. This is something that's really hard for a lot of people to understand, but being able to project manage your lawyer or having an idea of what the outcome you want from your relationship will really help you guide your divorce to a successful and amicable outcome and it's really important so if you need my help and support get onto my website at www.tanyasummerton.com you can even book in for a clarity call i'd be more than happy to have a chat to you and see how we can help you it doesn't matter where you are in the world i am here to help and the the structures of my five steps to a seamless divorce are the same in whatever country you are from Okay, let's get into today's podcast and it is such an important topic and the topic is money doesn't come from divorce, it comes from happiness. So you might be saying, Tanya, what are you talking about? I deserve X amount from my relationship and that money is going to come from my divorce and I'm going to do whatever I can to get what I'm entitled to. Now, here's the difference. I'm not saying that you're not entitled to a certain amount from your divorce. But what I am saying is if you try and get 
more than you really are entitled to, things will go wrong. It's like this universal law that people just don't understand. And I watch it so often. People that want to fight or they'll ring me and say, no, I'm entitled to this and he's not allowing me to get it or she's not doing it. And when you get into that position, what happens is you are so busy concentrating on what you think you're entitled to that you lose the bigger picture. And ultimately, the reason that we're no longer staying married to our partner is because there's a lack of happiness. Either they're not happy or you're not happy. So people go their own way. But what we're trying to achieve all around is happiness. So what does this mean? I want you to fully comprehend what I'm about to tell you right now. But you can work really, really hard for your money. So let's imagine hours for dollars. So you have a job. Let's assume that you live in a country that is really hot and you work on a road crew. So you are shoveling cement or concrete on a road. Imagine the road is 40 degrees Celsius. So here in Australia, we work on Celsius. So 40 degrees Celsius is very, very hot, extremely hot. And you are out there in the beating heat, shoveling concrete or cement to make a road. That person in that role works damn hard for their money, very, very hard for their money. And then you can have a person on the other hand that sits in an air-conditioned office, sits on a chair, works on a computer. Now, when we compare the two, the person working on the road crew by far is working so much harder than the person sitting in the air-conditioned office. Would we agree? So why is it that the person that's sitting in the office in most cases, would get paid more than the person working on the road crew. So when we look at those two scenarios, can you see that working time for money has nothing to do with how hard you work? You could work so hard that you've got blisters on your fingers, on your feet, that you're going to pass out because you're working in the heat. So working hard does not get you any more money. And the same is true for when you're going through a divorce. You don't deserve money because you're getting divorced and you don't make money because you've got divorced. What you do is you make money from being happy. And when you're happy, you make better decisions, you're more creative, more opportunity comes to you and therefore more financial freedom. If I think about some clients that I have right now, they've probably strived to fight for a fair share of the maritable pool, primarily because they feel they don't earn as much as their partner, so therefore their partner has the ability to go out and continue to live a good standard of living. 
Now, this is true in many cases of men and women. So men normally earn the higher income and the woman is the lower income earner. And it's only because that's how society is. You know, the women bring up the children in many cases and therefore haven't had the ability to have the career progression that the men have had. So therefore, the men have been able to be promoted, have been upskilled and therefore earn more money. And when we're going through divorces, in many cases, the women feel that they're entitled to a greater proportion of the pool. And legally they are, especially here in Australia. Legally they are entitled to more because of what they've given up to allow their partner to go and and earn a better living. But when I talk to people that want to take more than they are entitled to because they think they deserve it, that's when everything goes wrong, my friends. This is the tip, okay? If you think you're entitled to more than you truly are and you strive to make it happen at all costs, so therefore you pretty much need to start a war and you're sending legal letters back and forth, you're doing everything you possibly can to try and be vindictive and make your partner, his, his or her life fall apart, you become a mirror of those actions. And there's a saying, what I wish for my, for my partner, I wish doubly for myself. So think about it. If you wish them harm, you are getting that back twofold to yourself. But when people act fair and reasonable and they make really good decisions, opportunity arise. So those clients that I was talking about coming back full loop uh, a little while ago, they thought that they were probably entitled to a little bit more because they weren't as higher income earners as their partners. But what I've witnessed and what they've discovered is as soon as they got on with their divorce and they were, they were fair and reasonable towards the outcome of their financial agreement, things have happened in their life that they didn't expect. One client, for instance, she was working part-time and after we'd done her budget and worked out what was going to happen for her from a living perspective, guess what? She got offered a full-time job with someone else, someone that she'd previously worked for. Money just came into her life. Another client who felt the same way, once she got rid of all of the animosity and the stress in her life, her boss noticed a change in how she turned up to work. Her boss realized that she had far more potential because she wasn't dealing with all the stress and anguish that she was previously in her home life. She got promoted. Money just came to her because she was happy. And I could go on and on with these sorts of stories. But this is what I've witnessed. If you fight for what you're not entitled to, you will lose the money overall. And I have this unwritten law in my business that for every dollar we spend, we want to get a 3 to $5 return. So for instance, if we need to send a legal letter or we need to go down a certain path, what is the return we are going to get for every dollar we spend to go down that path? So if we're going to spend $10,000 
And please just let me explain that we haven't done this thus far. We haven't needed to do it because I stand for everything different to what is out there in society. But if we were to spend $10,000 on going to court or pushing forward with some form of legal proceedings, we would want to get or know that there was a guaranteed thirty to fifty thousand dollars sitting in the pool that we are going to get back for that ten thousand dollars. And so many people, so many people will spend ten thousand dollars just to get ten thousand or just to get fifteen thousand or just to get twenty thousand. It doesn't make sense to me because what they're not weighing up is all of the unassociated costs, the overwhelm, the stress, the animosity, the detrimental effects that it has on the children, the effects it has on their job, their life, their happiness. Why would you do it? Why would you start something that you never or you don't know you were going to get a certain outcome from? Why wouldn't you just negotiate and just, you know, come to an agreement that allowed you to move on and when you're happy, opportunity comes to you? So money comes from happiness. When you're happy, you might meet the love of your life, the new love of your life. They might teach you something that you've never learnt before. And that skill allows you to earn money somewhere else. Each and every one of us has a conscious. We have a soul. We have this thing inside our body or our bag of skin that we walk around in. And that consciousness allows us to think. We are the thinker of our thoughts. And when we think clearly because we're happy, We come up with other alternatives, great, creative thoughts that can bring us money, can be a vehicle to happiness. But when you're living in the dredges and you just want to fight and be vindictive and nasty, what you wish for someone else, you get back twofold. It's an unwritten rule. I've watched it. I've witnessed it. I've seen clients who've come to me after spending a fortune thinking that they were going to get an outcome and have money from their divorce only to not only have lost money but to be so unhappy and regretful of their actions. But by then it's too late and they can't take it back. So don't be one of those people. And when I tell you that money comes from happiness, just believe me. If there's one thing you can believe, believe that money comes from happiness. Because when you're happy, it's like something is feeding you this information, this opportunity, this heartfelt life that is so, so valuable that you would give anything for, you would wish it for everyone around you. Money doesn't come from divorce. Money comes from happiness. Okay, my darling friends, thank you for listening. And just remember, happiness is something you can strive for. You don't need to be there right now, but it can be the goal that you're striving to achieve. One step at a time. 
But just because everything might be dark today, there's got to be a glimpse of gratitude or happiness you can find in whatever it is you're dealing with right now. Look around, look up to the sun, see a bird chirping. You've heard me talk before about I love the smell of freshly cut grass. Someone may have been kind to you in the shopping centre or let you in while you were driving your car. Something has happened that you can be grateful for. And every day, just a little bit of gratitude will lead you to a lot of happiness. You've just got to start somewhere. Okay, even just be grateful for the thought that you're making changes in your life towards whatever happiness looks like you looks like for you in the long run. And you'll get there. I promise you, you'll get there. But every marathon starts with a step. So let's get going. Okay, I'm off. I'll talk to you later. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Divorce Angel podcast. Go behind the scenes of my business to learn the secrets no one else will share. Deep dive into the Divorce Angel process and listen to our most popular episodes over at tanyasummerton.com. If you love this episode of the podcast, do me a favor and head over to iTunes and subscribe and leave a review so we can reach more people and change more lives. That's all for now and I'll catch up with you next week.